2: Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of The Herald Times. Joining me today is WFIU News Director Stan Jastrzewski, and we have in the studio with us Indiana University President Michael McRobbie. You can join the program by calling 855-0811 or 877-285-9348. You can also join the discussion at our website, wfiu.org slash Noon Edition. President McRobbie, thanks for being here. A great pleasure as always. Uh, We always enjoy having you on here and Stan. Good to see you after the holidays. Good to be with you. Uh, Let me set the stage a little bit. Um, Earlier this week, uh, President McRobbie sent a a note to faculty and staff uh, here at IU talking about the cuts that are going to be required to be made, Um, also – directing all IU campuses and administration to reduce spending over the next 18 months by $59 million, which is on top of $29 million in cuts that have already been made. So I I know there are a lot of things going on at the university, but this budget crisis is probably going to dominate our conversation today. Mm -hmm. So what uh, prompted you to send out the letter at the time that you
0: sent it out? Um, First of all, just a tiny correction. I I wouldn't call this a a, a crisis, but it certainly is um – uh, it, it is a very s- uh, difficult situation, this very serious situation that we, we find ourselves in. Uh, I, uh, I decided to uh, to put out that particular uh, document because I wanted to really um, sort of set the tone for the situation in which uh, we now are. Um, uh, I did this uh, previously when the budget was passed by the state last time and, and I wanted to do it again this time given – uh, the cuts that uh, that were announced uh, just before Christmas by the the Higher Education Commission, and I wanted to do a number of things. Firstly, I wanted to to um, reiterate the the severity of the economic problems confronting the nation and the state. Um, to make the point that the the state really um, is not able to any longer support us at the level that it that it has previously, and that's just the cold hard reality of the revenue that uh, is now available and the, and the substantial decline in the revenue in the state. Um, and uh, I wanted to indicate uh, the, the the need that we would have to um, to find ways to address this, this shortfall. But in particular, I wanted to see – to stress that this was also an opportunity. It was an, it was an opportunity for the reasons I described. It was an opportunity in particular because um, although we have been hit hard – In Indiana, though we've been hit hard at Indiana University, um, compared to many other states, we are still doing uh, a lot better than other places. I would prefer to have the hand that we have been dealt than the hand that many other states and many other institutions have been dealt. And at the moment, uh, it um, uh, it is a great market in which to be trying to recruit faculty. So to me, the key thing I wanted to do was to ensure that we... Preserve the academic core of the institution that that 's absolutely essential we 're a university we 're about research we 're about teaching we 're about education, and that 's done by the faculty, and we need to preserve that core and I saw it as an opportunity i mean possibly a once in a lifetime opportunity to to go out and enhance that core through continued um, recruitment of the very best young up and coming stars and Uh, excellent established faculty in other places who may be willing to uh, consider moving to Indiana University. That was the first thing. The second thing I wanted to emphasise was that when we're seeing construction costs for things like renovation, for new buildings, repairs and so on, coming at at 20% or more uh, below estimate, uh, in one case I think I I indicated we've seen it come at 40% below, just unbelievable. This is the time to be to be repairing, building, rehabbing, building, building new buildings, building infrastructure, building all the thing, all the facilities that, in report after report after report, over the last four or five years, um, we we have uh, shown that the the university uh, needs, if it really is to reach its full potential as a research university. So I wanted to stress that those are the two key priorities uh, for the university, and we must focus everything on trying to. Uh, pursue those two priorities, but at the same time, um, uh, we have to really review all the ways in which we are um, expending uh, resources with a view to trying to get those uh, trying to cut those costs um, and focus on those key priorities mm-hmm.
3: You mentioned the higher education commissioner <laughs> and the changing financial landscape in the mm-hmm. state i 'm wondering if it's at some points hard to know whose rules to follow. For instance, when the higher education commissioner comes out and says, please don't raise your tuition rates by more than 5%, you follow that recommendation to a T, and then the state budget committee director comes back and says, well, hang on a minute, I'm going to hold up some potential funding if you don't make some other concessions to me. Is it difficult to know kind of uh, what side your, your bread is buttered on there with who you have to kind of pay attention to in, in setting a budget?
0: Well, uh, clearly at, at the end of the day, the the legislature and its um, various committees uh, makes the rules and um, uh, uh, determines uh, the flow of uh, funds uh, to the university and we have to work um, as best we can with, within that structure. Um, I, uh, I, I think we have done an excellent job of – uh, ensuring that the university um, remains um, as affordable as possible. I mean, I think you've heard me before talk about the figures of how, uh, for students with family incomes of fifty thousand dollars or less, an IU education is uh, is almost free. So, so um, we we uh, we we have we have certainly done over the last four or five years uh, an enormous amount uh, to make IU a more more affordable place. Um, at the same time, the people in the state and the legislature um, uh, are concerned about the impact as a we of the um, recession on uh, Hoosier families. And uh, they they will, uh, I think, um, reasonably from their point of view, ask us, can you do a little bit more to help Hoosier families? And uh, we've been prepared to uh, do what we can within, I think, our priorities of um, excellence in education and research in the university to to, to try to try to achieve that uh, the higher the, the the higher ed commission uh, has a document called reaching higher um, and I was pleased that in uh, determining the 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 cuts that they did that 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 has they have been very consistent to the principles of, of that document i think if that document is to have any credibility and I think they have shown they have they have done a lot to establish its credibility then um, in terms of how one allocates funding cuts and and, uh, and and things like that, one has to do it with respect to an ongoing strategy as opposed to doing it uh, ad hoc and in some way.
2: Now, you mentioned uh, this is an opportunity to look at everything that you're doing and try to determine you know, mm-hmm. where these cuts can mm-hmm. be made. Um, I'll I want to talk about outsourcing and I'm going to do it from the standpoint of an emailer because we have our first email Mm -hmm. of the day who said among the recent cost-saving recommendations by the Republican-dominated Indiana Commission for Higher Education was, quote, outsourcing or consolidating back office operations such as technology, payroll, marketing and purchasing. Um, The emailer asks uh, why. Given how earlier ventures in privatizing have led to poor levels of service, higher costs to students—these are his opinions, obviously—a decline in morale among staffers, and less control over university operations by the administration. Um, why would you look at more outsourcing? Is that
0: well? I just reject every single line of that. I think that's just um, uh, none of that is true. And uh, what, what, I, what I would say is that. Um, you know, as you know, I came here 13 years ago as the vice president for information technology, and uh, we have um, in in the IT organization. I guess first when I was running it, and then under Vice President Wheeler's uh very able leadership. Um, over and over again, um, driven savings and leveraged our resources. Um, there's been there's been very little IT that has been outsourced because. IT is, in my view, a critical, mission critical function for the university. We, in fact, run a lot of IT in the state. Um, the statewide optical fiber network, I which was initiated out of IU, is run by Indiana University, along with many, many, many other things. So, we have got we have got consistently over and over again the economies of scale that one gets out of centralizing um, uh, IT, and we have again consistently been ranked as having uh, among the best IT infrastructures um, in the nation, contrary to um, what you just read out to me.
3: Mm-hmm. I've talked to a number of people since this letter has come out, and. Uh, people inside the university and out and, and they've asked me and I haven't had an answer for them and so I'm glad I get to ask you, what is the president's office and central administration going to do in terms of cutting your budgets in or, in terms of uh, keeping with all of the other budget cuts that, are, that the other academic and support units are well, being asked to well, make? Well,
0: obviously, Stan, I mean, all budgets and we did this last time at the beginning of um, – this financial year, all budgets were cut uh, by uh, by the by an appropriate amount, by, by an equivalent amount across across the institution, and 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 all um, all these cuts uh, uh, are going to be um, uh, this particular uh, cut will be distributed across all units, uh, whether they be in university administration or campus administration as well. That's happened last time; it'll happen happen this time. Everybody will will have to uh, bear their share of um, uh, of, of these cuts.
2: You uh, talked about um, the opportunities that do present themselves um, in terms of construction and maybe mm-hmm. some hiring and mm-hmm. and some of the core things that you want to protect. But but I think you would uh, I think you would acknowledge that there will be some pain in parts of the. Oh, university, absolutely, right? absolutely.
0: Yeah, I mean, right. oh, I mean, that's that. That was a point I tried to make, Bob. In the in the note was is that is that. Um, the the cuts last time, which were buffered to some extent by the stimulus money, which has now gone away, we were able to deal with um, uh, reasonably well. I mean, with obviously with some pain, with some with some difficulty. This time, it's going to hurt, and and I don't think we want to make uh, uh, pulling punches about that. This time, it is going to hurt, and um, uh, and and that's the that is the impact of the uh, of the the severity of the financial situation in the state. Uh, we can't. Um, we 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 can't disguise that, but at the same time, I think that we have to we have to sort of now say, well, um, we need to give priority to the core of the institution, um, and uh, that is the that is the academic mission of the institution and the things that support it and the infrastructure that supports it. But let me say one other thing: this this we're a we're an institution with a with a budget approaching three billion dollars, and the funding that comes into the university comes in from a whole range of different sources. On the one hand, you're seeing cuts in some areas. On the other hand, you're seeing very substantial increases in funding, in particular in externally funded research. Um, we've, the figures we've seen for externally funded research for the last six months are p- probably in the range of 20% up from what they were last year. This funding goes towards hiring postdocs, it goes towards hiring staff members, graduate students and so on as well. So the, it's, the university is not one monolithic whole that all of a sudden we just take a big cut across the, across the board and, and everybody is feeling the same amount of pain. Some areas are going to feel it. Other areas who are pulling in a lot of external funding for research will be expanding. You're, you're not going to see um, a sort of homogeneity across the university in terms of how we respond to this. This is actually an excellent climate in which to be uh, pursuing um, research funding because mm-hmm. the Obama administration has substantially increased the amount of funding that's available for research through the National Science Foundation, National Institutes of Health, and the other the other major funding agencies. And as you would have seen just before Christmas, we received a sixty million dollars uh, uh, gift from the Lilly Endowment uh, for the School of Medicine to support uh, a range of programs up there. So that's obviously going to allow them the the ability to expand and in, in uh, allow the school the ability to expand in those in those areas as well.
2: Mm-hmm. I wanted to, to get a clar- to clarify something in my own mind, anyway. Uh, because in the in the news release um, of January sixth, research grants came up, and uh, I think I'm <laughs> quoting from the news release says that uh, there be seven million dollars in budget cuts will include requiring sponsored research grants to fully cover retirement costs for grant funded faculty and professional staff. Right. Right. Can you explain that a little uh, bit better to it's me? It's
0: a it's a reasonably technical point, Bob, but it's mm-hmm. but it's the fact that 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 previously. Um, Certain retirement costs that that uh, would in other institutions um, be funded through the overheads on the grants have been funded through campus funds. We're now requiring that they be funded through the grants. Will this and, be uh,
2: retroactive to any other grants or just I, I, new I, I, grants? Uh,
0: it's we may make it retrospective um, to the beginning of the financial year or something like that. But okay. it won't be it won't be before that. It'll, okay. But it'll be basically new grants. Yes, okay. basically new grants.
3: Have you considered or would you consider? taking a look at uh, the salaries for especially the highest salary earners at the university. This is kind of, I admit, a populist sort of point of view, but I looked at the IU salary database that the HT maintains this morning and the people making $75,000 or more a year at the university uh, just on the Bloomington campus comes out to about $175 million a year in salary. So if you cut that, 5% Five percent or something. You're leaving these people who can still afford to leave, uh, live comfortably in Bloomington. You can save yourself nine million bucks of the sixty or so that you need to save. Is that at all a consideration in your mind?
0: Um, I I just don't think that's something that's on on the table at the moment. Um, uh, we have uh, frozen salaries um, uh, uh, across the board, and uh, uh, it 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 may be the kind of thing that uh, that could be looked at uh, further down the track. But I just don't see that as as, uh, I mean, I don't believe that the situation has got to the stage where that uh, needs to be looked at at this point. So it would have to get
3: worse financially before that would be a consideration? I think things would
0: have to get much worse financially before anything like that was was looked at.
3: All right. We have
2: our first phone call of the day, and it's Stan. Stan, go ahead. Thank you. Uh, Mr. President, uh, probably the there'll be an effort to get the General Assembly to allow reallocations of funds from other areas into the general account so that the uh, MCCSC can continue to keep teachers and other key staffers uh, employed. I was wondering, following uh, Stan's uh, comment, whether the university could hold up some construction funds on especially sports items, since you're an educational institution, and and allow that money to go to the critical staff on the front lines.
0: Thank um, you. All of um, all of the the funds that uh, are used for uh, athletic facilities um, are funded through um, independently through the athletics department and come through um, revenue or come through philanthropic gifts. None of that comes from the state. Um, uh, other than that, uh, the, uh, much of the funding for the construction underway at the university comes either internally or it comes um, privately. For example, the new School of Music uh, building that um, – the, the final details of which were, were – uh, the final plans for which were approved by the trustees just before Christmas um, is funded with a $44 million gift from the Lilly Endowment. None of that can be reallocated um, so uh, the amount of funding from the state for uh, uh, construction is actually relatively modest, and a lot of it goes towards repair and re- rehabilitation, that is to stop roofs leaking and so on. All of that, by the way, um, contributes to local employment. And um, uh, I'm, I'm mindful, um, just I, 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 I come across these things nearly every day, uh, a wonderful member of our staff whose, um, whose husband... Uh, has been out of work for for many months who's a construction worker, and um, to me um, uh, by taking advantage of this extraordinary situation as i 've tried to explain with uh, construction costs being so much below um, uh, estimates, uh, it also has the added benefit of uh, helping put to work people who um, uh, maybe are presently unemployed.
2: all right our phone numbers are eight five five zero eight one one in Bloomington. 877-285-9348 and you can also join the discussion at our website, wfiu.org slash noon edition. You talked about uh, the fact that you'd rather be, uh, have the, be holding the hand that you've been dealt rather than some, what some other uh, universities are facing. Uh, one university that's very close by, the University of Illinois, is requiring furloughs up to two weeks for faculty and staff. Has that option been discussed here?
0: Well, um, I- as, as you know, by what I what I said in the statement was that we we have to uh, deal with about fifty nine million dollars in um, cuts, cash cuts, um, as part of the the budget for the next eighteen months. And I've asked all the campuses uh, to um, give me by the end of the month. Myself and Vice President Theobald by the end of the month. Their plans, their their first cut at how they would do that. Now, a lot of the actual detailed work will then take place in the budget conferences over the next um, roughly two months after that, uh, six weeks or so after that. Um, and um, what I've said consistently is that uh, there's no option is off the table, but 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 it's up to the individual units what their priorities are. Now, I've given I've indicated what the two major priorities for the university are, but it's up to the individual units, and they simply have to make the determination themselves um, as to what. Um, what they will need to do in order to, to deal with uh, the the funding issues that um, they have in front of them. Uh, so I don't want to uh, – clearly, there are some options that um, one hopes will not have to be used. But on the other hand, one doesn't want to tie the hands of, of people who are dealing with uh, very difficult um, issues at the, at the level of individual units. Mm-hmm.
3: Something that's at least tangentially budget-related is sustainability and that's something you've been big on in the last uh, year to 18 months. Um, do you believe that uh, if, for instance, the Office of Sustainability comes to you with some ideas in the next six months that could potentially leverage savings, uh, both near term and probably especially long term, that those will get a uh, little extra attention to, s- to try to save money wherever they can? Oh,
0: absolutely. And, and, and in my statement, I said that. Um, that uh, Vice President uh, Tom Morrison is uh, is now working. Obviously, the, the Office of Sustainability is going to be involved, but but um, I, uh, but I, but it's time that we actually had a, a much more systematic look at um, energy usage across across the university. And um, uh, he he will be uh, coming out with um, a plan in about the next two months, focused very much on on how we can how we can make real really major inroads into. Um, into our into our energy usage because that one of the as well as the budget cuts that we're obviously going to be wrestling with um, we every year one of the unavoidables we have is an increase in utility costs well much of that goes to energy and um, we have I think there's been many good programs in place in the past and so on but I but I think it's time now to take a a much harder look at how we can cut back on energy I must say one of the in response to the, to my statement I've got um, uh, many comments from members of the university community. And and, uh, there has been a a substantial number pointing out ways in which um, we could actually reduce energy usage and energy costs across the university. And, and, you know, many of these were aware of, some of them were not. And I think that the the input, though, is very useful, and I would hope that that we can uh, really take... um, uh, make some serious inroads into that in the next couple of months too. All
2: right. Let's uh, go to a phone call before we take our break, where this was a very rapid show today. In is on the phone. N, Hi. Uh, my name is Nien. I'm, I'm a graduate student from the Department of Economics. Um, so before I ask my question, I would like to uh, extend my encouragement to uh, uh, Mr. President. Uh, you are very brave and you have a very difficult uh, position. So um that is uh, my part I could do for now. Um, the question is, um, uh, what are your positions on um, uh, supporting graduate students in the next few years with respect to uh, tuition, uh, fees,
3: and also especially um, teaching load? Thank you.
0: Well, I, I think um, uh, the issue of the teaching load for graduate students it really is a matter for individual um, departments and, and and schools and they determine what's what 's appropriate there and so on i i do i do um, and i 've said this many times before um, i i 've heard figures uh, of um, that, that that up to maybe a third of the research productivity uh, of a uh, of a university a research university can be attributed to the work of the graduate students so I, i've never heard that actually validated, but something like that i think is is probably very uh, very close to the to the truth, so graduate students are an enormously important part of the the research enterprise and of course the the teaching enterprise in a in a university and um, we 've seen the numbers our numbers uh, increase i 'm mindful that that the stipends for graduate students um, have um, uh, are probably not what we would like them to be however. As part of the matching the promise campaign, the the campaign for Bloomington that we're in the midst of at the moment, we have raised um, from memory somewhere in excess of fifty million dollars in um, uh, funding from um, individual donors to support new uh, graduate fellowships uh, around the university. My my wife and I now support uh, are on the process of supporting three across uh, across the institution as well. So, so there's a there's a, uh, there has been I think a, a substantial increase in philanthropic support for. Uh, for graduate uh, fellowships, which tends to be a, a major way in which you can you can do this, but I but I I uh, I want to just reiterate just how important I think the contribution that graduate students make uh, is to the uh, is to the university.
2: All right, thanks a lot for the call. Uh, again, our guest today is President Michael McRobbie from Indiana University. Uh, we are going to take a short break, and we'll be right back.
1: are listening to Noon Edition on member-supported WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville Telephone, information at smithville.net, and from Mother Bear's Pizza at motherbearspizza.com. You can take WFIU programs with you by downloading our podcasts. Podcasting is a convenient and easy way to download audio files directly to your computer, iPod, or portable player. You can download podcasts of full-length programs like Noon Edition, Ask the Mayor, and Harmonia – If you miss one, that's okay. They're archived on our website, wfiu.org, and the best features from each week can be heard Saturday mornings at 745.
2: Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg from The Herald Times along with Stan Dostrebsky, the WFIU News Director. And Today, our guest is Indiana University President Michael McRobbie. You can join the program by calling 855-0811 or 877-285-9348 or you can join the discussion at our website, wfiu.org slash noon edition.
3: I'm wondering if you think that the, the current administration in the state statehouse and, and indeed the legislature who would have given a 4% cut to higher education were it not for the stimulus dollars which you mentioned are going away. Are are actually committed to doing things like reducing the brain drain, which is this thing that you say every year if you're trying to get reelected. We don't want the best and the brightest to leave Indiana. But are they are they just paying lip service at some point to education, especially higher education in the state? Could they be doing more to help you as a university administrator? Uh,
0: I I think that um, I think that the 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 state uh, has has actually been. Um, Pretty fair to us, and I think have tried very hard to um, to to support us and, and by that I mean uh, that the the level of the cuts to the rest of or most of the rest of the organizations in the state uh, the state um, uh, departments and so on around the state were um, were much larger and, uh, and happened a lot earlier than than uh, what happened to higher education. I think that I think it is genuinely the case that that uh, the cuts to higher education um, uh, have have come uh, 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 these these last round of cuts um, have have come about uh, last second last on the list, and after that, of course, was K twelve uh, and the, the issues that they're going to be dealing with. So, so I think that, uh, that that the governor and the legislature have been pretty genuine about wanting to try to do all they can to shield higher education from uh, from these cuts. However. Um, they they continue to stress the point, and and we we simply have to be uh, mindful of this that that they that that they don't they they want to see us doing more to use the resources that we have more effectively and more efficiently, and I think it's essential that we be able to demonstrate to them that that not only are, are we doing that now, but frankly we have been doing it for for a long time, but. But but we have to continue to do it, and we have to continue to do more of it. I mean, the more that we can show them that they're getting uh, that they're getting good value uh, from the money that they give the university, even the reduced amounts, uh, I think the, the 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 greater the chance of um, uh, us being able to uh, you know recover from this when times start to improve again.
2: Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the phones. We have a caller, and his name is Don. Don.
3: Hi, uh, Dr. McRobbie. My name's Don, and um, Hello. I work for the university. I recently got your email that you sent out to everybody. And, um, first of all, I'm very happy to have my job, but um, I'm an hourly employee, and um, I was just wondering if um, if it was ever possible to extend um, insurance benefits to hourly employees. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm not certain how um, what provisions are after that. I know, I know that, that may be able to be done in some cases. Don, if you want to leave your um, uh, contact details uh, with the with the switch here, why don't, why don't we get back to you with whatever options um, uh, may be may be available in that regard? All right,
2: okay, thank you. Okay, Don. Thanks a lot for the call eight five five zero eight one one eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight WFIU.org slash noon edition. Um, in terms of looking at you know, the way that, that business is done, I guess, the, I guess business as usual is something to take a look at and decide what, what can be done differently. Where do the regional campuses fit into this discussion? I know we're focused on Bloomington, but we have a lot of listeners who are in areas that would be affected by regional campuses. With the um, increased visibility of Ivy Tech, does that uh, change the mission of the regionals?
0: oh I, I think um i mean that's a that's an excellent question bob and i and i think it's a i think it's a question that uh is going to be coming more and more to the forefront over the next couple of years uh, and and really the the issue there is going to be one of um uh how how can the the higher education institutions in in the various regions of the state how can they better coordinate their um the emissions, how can they use their resources more efficiently? I mean, we just have to face the fact that that, 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 that the resources from the state that go to um, those institutions whether it be our, our regional campuses or Ivy Tech is going to be declining and most of the income on those campuses comes from either tuition or it comes from, uh, from the state and unlike Bloomington and, and uh, Indianapolis where where you also have all the research funding and the um, philanthropic funding that comes as well um, and uh uh, for example, to have um, uh, uh, multiple um, uh, IT organisations or something in a, in a, in a region is just a, it's a good one because it's an area that um, I think really benefits from consolidation as opposed to just having a single one that, that, that could do it all at scale and save uh, significant amounts of money. is something that's going to have to be wrestled with. Now, we we already have a, a, a an interesting model on a relatively modest scale in Columbus where um, Ivy Tech and uh, the um, IU program there, which is run through IUPUI and some Purdue programs are all basically sort of run as as run in one sort of overall um, umbrella under one umbrella and uh, and get, they get quite a few um, economies of scale there and sharing libraries and um, classrooms and uh, and it uh, as well and I think there 's going to be more and more pressure to to look at a greater coordination and more effective use of rules right, right across the state, and it is the case that um, uh, that the, the the higher ed commission in uh, in formulating the cuts that it did um, has has identified degree completion as an important component um, in allocating those cuts, and um, the, the the level of degree completion on our regional campuses. Um, is frankly lower than what we would like it to be. I think we have to look at how to um, improve. And in fact, now it's clear that that, that improving graduation rates um, and, and retention rates through to graduation uh, is going to be tied uh, to um, directly to budgets. Um, so that's going to become um, that's going to become more and more important uh, to those campuses as
3: well. Mm-hmm. How do the current budget conditions affect the talk that will? Undoubtedly, begin in the next couple of months between the trustees about whether it's a good idea to raise tuition again in the next year or two.
0: Well, tuition is set uh, on a uh, biennial basis, and so it's set uh, for the next um, uh, two years until until the next budget. I mean, clearly, um, at the next next budget cycle, which um, will be starting well, effectively, right at the end of this year or early next year. uh, as every year um, tuition then will will um, become a, a an issue to be discussed again but um but as i said we we are mindful um of the fact that uh, uh that in these in these difficult times um, uh one has to be very thoughtful about uh about uh, tuition increases um, uh, but on the other hand you know we also have to bear in mind that um, uh that that if you start cutting The 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 funding that's available to us, um, uh, or or capping it in various ways, then we're limited in in the ability we have to continue to pursue um, the major goals and mission of the university at at the levels we need to, if we're to remain a great research university.
3: Do you have a position, I wonder, on the property tax cap discussion that's going on at the state house because obviously that affects a large amount of money that would potentially come into the state and obviously and it has affected education in the past. the education funding formulas in the last couple of years have changed significantly, but do you have a position on on what where you'd like to see that go
0: it's not something that that we've we've taken a position on um, stand at this point and and i I expect it's uh since it's a matter that will come up uh, before the legislature, I'm not certain it's something we we will be uh, will be taking a position on. But but you know we'll be obviously keeping our options open on that uh, on that front.
2: So uh, what happens in a month? I mean, when you when you and and Neil Fieldbald get uh, the reports back from all these different units about where they think uh, cuts should be made, who sees that information and who sort of determines which directions you're going to. Pursue and which ones you think maybe aren't a good idea.
0: Um, well, I mean that's that's obviously uh, at the end of the day, um, that's a decision that that uh, Vice President Theobald and I will will make. But my, my expectation is that um, uh, that uh, what we will get back from the provost and the chancellors uh, will be. Uh, Will be pretty thoroughgoing, um, uh, at least in in, in terms of the the, the the major directions that they believe um, uh, cuts could be made. The role we're going to play there is is really um, to to uh, be convinced that that these are um, that these are these are genuine. In um, what I mean by that is that uh, um, one way of dealing with cuts and um, in, in budgets is through uh, additional ways of raising fund uh, funding and uh, through through revenue enhancement and uh, uh, that that, um, that be, I expect that we will see a um, an outburst of creativity, some of which will both i think no doubt be very good, some of which will be maybe a little speculative as to um, the ability to raise funding that way. And uh, we need to be pretty hard-headed about what we think is realistic and what isn't uh, in that context. That's one thing, and an- another is you know we just have to look at um, the ways in which we um, are spending money now. And when we when we see the reports from the chancellors, I want to be able to to, to see that um, that some of the ways in which that I know we're spending money on some of the other campuses. Uh, have at least been considered for for cutting where where they are not necessarily focused on the primary mission of of that uh, of that campus um, and uh, i want to see that i, I want to be convinced as does, as does vice president theobald that that it that, that that all options have really have really been considered we have to we have to um, we have to take the position that the, that uh, while i don 't want to say there are no sacred cows that, that, that there are um, few sacred cows in this in this matter mm-hmm.
3: A couple of companion questions. The first is: I wonder if the job that you do right now is the job you thought you were signing up for a couple of years ago. I mean, you've had to—I
0: almost choked on my water when you said
3: <laughs> that. <this. laughs> I mean, you've had to go through the, obviously these budget worries. Uh, there's been a bunch of changes in the athletic department and a lot of other uh, uh, different types of uh, stresses that have come into your office in the last year and a half or so. Is is all of this uh, – clearly it's not predictable when you're getting into this and clearly there are nice things about being the president of Indiana University. But do you think if you could have foreseen this a year and a half ago, two years ago, you would have looked at uh, the, the job a little bit differently and has it – and has all of this changed your view of what your role is as the leader of the university? Well, I Well, I, I think that um, that –
0: I I I mean it's 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 a wonderful job I, I I think it's one of the great one of the great privileges that uh that that one can have in life is to be the president of um Indiana University following in the footsteps of so many um you know truly outstanding leaders like Herman Wells and uh, Miles Brand and um uh it, it is a it is an extraordinary institution and um could not have been demonstrated more than Lynn uh, Ostrom winning the Nobel Prize just before Christmas, which was um, certainly, I think, one of the one of the truly great highlights of nearly two hundred years of history of this university. And uh, uh, to, to me, I and mean, I've been uh, given the, um, the enormous um, you know, honour and privilege of serving in this in this role at a at a very difficult time. Um, I think that that we have, thanks to. Um, Superb management of the institution financially through uh, Vice President Theopold, before him Vice President Palmer, and um, and their very able staff. We are in we are in, um, we are in uh, relatively uh, good financial position, excellent financial position. But we now have some very hard decisions to make. But I believe we can make them in a way that can fundamentally strengthen um, the the institution uh, and move us forward. And I believe we have um, uh, one of the best teams at the senior level of the institution. Um, uh, find find a group of deans uh, that that we have the, the right people in the right place, uh, right places um, uh, overall, to really enable us to uh, to, to move forward. and uh, And this is this is going to be a difficult uh, six months, uh, maybe longer, probably longer. Uh, but I think we have the opportunity here to to really um, make uh, uh, major inroads and transform the place um, uh, totally in, in, in an irreversible way. And
3: that And that leads me to my second question. You recently got a contract extension to 2017. Uh, so obviously that gives you a fair amount more time to move this university in a significant direction. Do you think that uh, you'll be able to... Somewhat quickly get out of these these budget concerns and worry about the actual academic mission uh, and other things that seem to be more um, germane to what you want to do as a university president rather than just uh, have to deal with the money all the time oh i i uh,
0: i I continue to work on all of those issues every day uh, it's not it's not as if the the present problems though though they are dominating my time and uh, uh, and and I, I have to spend a lot of my, my time on them. But it's not as if that's all I'm spending my time on. I mean I, I'm still able to devote a lot of my time to, to many of those issues. So I don't think our focus on the academic mission of the, of the institution is, is um, uh, has uh, has stopped. So, uh, certainly I don't believe it's really diminished. Um, but, but certainly there are, there are things that will no doubt have to go slower. There are things that I would like to be doing that probably I have to postpone. Um, uh, for you know for a period of time but, uh, but but as I said my the two priorities in my statement are to continue to 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 focus on the preservation and enhancement of the academic core of the institution and uh, uh, and i don 't want to lose sight of that i mean uh, we, we could we could sort of you know hunker down and uh, and and, uh, and spend all our time saving saving pennies and uh, and um, uh, trying to muddle our way through that way, but I think that's that 's just not uh, the, that that's, that's not the way to address this problem, especially given the position we're in and given the, the quality of this institution and given the quality of the team that we have in this institution.
2: All right. Our phone numbers uh, for the last 10 minutes of the program with President McRobbie, eight five five zero eight one one or eight seven seven two eight five nine three four eight. 285 9348 and WFIU.org slash Noon Edition is our website. You can go there and send us an email. Um, I wanted to uh, actually kind of piggyback on on what Stan was saying because you have had so many different goals for the university. I think your uh, platform included uh, maybe – well – I think there were six or seven that I could recall including diversity, including um, international relationships, including arts and humanities and music as well as life sciences, IT and all the other academic things. You said you, there may be some things you need to slow down on. I mean, Are you in a position where you need to sort of prioritize those six or seven things and say these are the ones we need to focus on right now and maybe we can slow down on one thing or another?
0: Um, I, I'm. I think that the way to the way to proceed is one just continues to try to do um, uh, to, to focus on all the all the priorities of the institution, um, all the priorities previously outlined, um, and uh, and but then um, as uh, the budget issues um, start to develop, uh, to, to make course adjustments accordingly. Um, and and the scale of the institution is such that uh, um, you might not because you stop by, from doing something one way doesn't mean you might not be able to work out how to do it another way. Um, the fact that I mean this is just a this is kind of an abstract example if if you need a um, million dollars for this particular purpose and it's no longer possible to get it through um, say state funds, maybe you can go and raise it uh, through donors um, and. Uh, so the, the the scale of the institution is is such that um, uh, uh, you, you're, not, you're not always. It, it's hard to necessarily block something that you want to get done because there are multiple ways you might be able to get it done. Okay,
2: uh, it's probably worth noting that the university gets, I believe, that figures about twenty one percent of its funding from the state.
0: I think uh, that's overall. It's about
2: that, Jim. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted to ask about the uh, IU Foundation and how. How it's weathering the storm because um, the foundation also is something that provides a lot of right. assistance to a lot of things that you want to do. Um, are, are its resources um, uh, lower than they may have been?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean it's, it's no different to, to most other uh, endowments. Um, the uh, I, uh, I, I don't have the exact figure in my head, Bob, but – and, and in fact, I haven't seen the latest figures although, of course, as everybody knows, the Dow's – been in pretty good shape for the last uh, last year uh, since it, well less than a year, but six, nine months or so since it started recovering but um, uh, uh, we were probably down um, i think at the moment maybe something like twenty percent from where we were two roughly two years ago. The, the key thing though is that the two key things firstly, unlike many other institutions or unlike a number of the other I, a number of the Ivy League institutions who budget their endowment income in the base. We don't budget our endowment income in the base. So that is if that falls, uh, that doesn't have any catastrophic effects on us um, uh, that way. So it's, it's, if you like, it's a supplement on top of uh, our, our base budget or our general fund. Um, the other thing is that we we average out returns over over 12 months uh, – sorry, over 12 quarters. So, so that way you smooth out the, the, the peaks and the valleys – so what what you'll see now over the next couple of years is is a gradual gradual decline um, in the payout from the endowment that goes right across all the different schools and so on who who have a share in that endowment through gifts that were made to those schools, um, and then as things recover you'll see a gradual improvement. So you don't you don't get catastrophic peaks and troughs or catastrophic troughs and and wonderful peaks. Um, you get a you get a much more averaged out uh, process and and. Um, I think that that uh, though it's uh, though it means that you don't necessarily get the exciting windfalls from good times, nor do you suffer from the, the bad times. Mm-hmm.
3: Are there uh, obviously one of the big concerns here is we don't want to have layoffs at the university. You've you've said you don't want to have any reduction in force here. You'd like to keep. Uh, just not go any further than say a a salary freeze. Um, I'm wondering if there's semantic changes that can be made to university language within human resources, for instance, that allow uh, departments to, for instance, rewrite job descriptions to assure that the most capable people are in each job to try to increase efficiencies in that way. One of the things I know that we're thinking about uh, around here at WFIU since we have so many different little things that we do is you try to make sure that every single person is doing their job but also is doing a job for which they are eminently qualified and it helps your your hiring too whenever you can hire because you have a very well-defined job description. I mean are there ways that – human resources can, uh, for lack of a better term, back off a little bit and say, we trust you as academic units not only to make cuts but also to do your hiring and your firing and your salaries uh, in the way that you see is best for your academic units uh, or support units budget?
0: Well, that's, that's exactly what, what we're doing, what, what uh, Neil Theobald and I have instructed the campuses to do. We, 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 haven't, we haven't mandated – how that uh, fifty nine million dollars is is to be um, is to be cut apart from those two key priorities of of preserving the preserving and enhancing the academic core and and continuing um, with uh, you know, construction renovation uh, and so on um, but we've said that how how you make the cuts that have been allocated to the campuses is up to the campuses and the and the chancellors and the provosts in, in turn um, will then decide you know how they will how they will then allocate that across schools and the individual academic units. So um, uh, it, to, it's going to be up to those units who have to um, deal with those cuts um, how, how they will actually uh, find those funds and, and really no options off the table to them and how, and how they do that.
3: So that means an individual manager could see that a layoff is the best way to cut money? If, if
0: an individual manager makes that decision, that's, that's the decision they will have to make. Yeah, but it's always regrettable when that happens. But we're not taking we're not ruling anything out at this point. All right,
2: uh, I wanted to ask. Uh, I'm I'm kind of changing the subject now for a minute because IU did just get a, a nice um, recognition through Kiplinger mm-hmm. as uh, a best buy for higher mm-hmm. education, and I wanted to give the opportunity to talk about what what those that kind of recognition means to to you and the university.
0: Oh, uh, I, I I I think it's. Uh, as I said again in the statement, I think hardly a week goes by when we don't get some sort of recognition. <laughs> I think just before Christmas, it was what the Daily Beast ranked as, as what is, what, one of the, was it, uh, ten, 10 most uh, uh, active, interesting campuses or something like that. Yeah. It was just behind, um, well, USC was first and one other campus and then us. I mean, that's, that was a great compliment. It was over a 10-year period. And uh, I think the Kiplinger... Um, Kiplinger Award is 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 a recognition of exactly what I was saying before, that, that we 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 have become um both more affordable, but also in terms of uh the, the cost of an I.U. education um extremely good, extremely good value. Mm-hmm. And um I I, uh, I I I always welcome um these kinds of external awards. I mean I think some of them are some of them are a little hard to take seriously, some of them i, I take a little more seriously um, Nobel Prizes I take extremely seriously <laughs> and uh, uh, but 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 I think they there's a there's an overall pattern there that just confirms the, the again the quality the excellence of the institution and and i think the 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 fact that there is an overall pattern of um, improvement over of, of recent years in, um, in, in all the various aspects of the university. the university. All right.
2: We only have about 30 seconds to go and we started this program you – know, you corrected me and said this isn't a crisis and I, don't, I take that in the way it was meant. Um, but if you could sort of summarize again, where are we right now? You just sent this letter out. You know, how, how should, should people be really worried, scared? What should people be thinking, the people who are on the faculty, staff – And people in Bloomington who rely so much on the university.
0: Well, I certainly don't think uh, people should be worried or 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 scared as such. I mean, this is not. um, I certainly don't engage in fear mongering or anything like that. But 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 I do think that um, we all have to um, appreciate that these this this is a a very difficult situation, and um, uh, and we just can't afford to keep doing all the things that we've we've always done, uh, and that. But that individuals can can certainly can contribute through um, obviously their their hard work but also their their creativity in working out how can we, how can we do more for less, as they say and, uh, and uh, I, I expect that we 're already seeing some evidence of that. I think we'll probably see a lot of evidence of that over the next couple of months of people saying, well. If we, you know, put this and this and this together, then um, then it's going to cost us this this much um, less than what it costs us now. I mean, one of the things we announced, of course, was we're going to consolidate purchasing. Um, mm-hmm. That's going to save us a couple of million dollars in the base. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, anybody who buys anything these days knows that uh, there's nothing particularly unique campus unique about purchasing this is something that really is just a central function that, and 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 we're going to put that in place so so you know my i i i but I think the key thing here the key message and i've tried to say this over and over again is 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 um the situation is such that we 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 still are in good enough shape that that uh that it is an opportunity for us to build and enhance that academic core and to continue to uh, construct the infrastructure. We need to be a great university. Okay, I'm going to have to cut you off there.
2: Thank you very much, President McRobbie, and thanks, Stan, for being here and also for Arianna Prothero and Mike Pashkash. I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening.
0: Thank you.